produced by Life Acumen. Helping organizations build high-performance culture. In a survey of senior corporate executives on what are some of their deep-seated fears, researchers found that the biggest fear among these C-suite executives was the fear of being discovered to be incompetent, also known as the imposter syndrome. And so you see behind the stage too, there is the green room, where after the play is over and before it begins, the masks are taken off. And so that behind the scene, that is to say in reality, under the surface, you are all the actor. Marvelously skilled in playing many parts and in getting lost in the mazes of your own minds and the entanglements of your own affairs, as if this were the most urgent thing going. But behind the scenes, in the green room, you always have a very tiny sneaking suspicion that you might not be the you that you think you are. That was Alan Watts, the well-known British writer, spiritual speaker and seeker. Welcome to Life Acumen at Work. Here is your host, Vinod Wadwani. Hello and welcome to the insights from the episode, The Pitfalls of Imposter Syndrome. I'm your host, Vinod Wadwani here. This insight is on what is imposter syndrome and what are some common thoughts and feelings behind it. What is imposter syndrome? Is it real? It is real. And uh, I have seen it play out in my coaching engagements where executives have expressed a complex mix of feelings of inadequacy that refuse to go away, despite uh, their obvious achievements and success. Make no mistake, uh, these are high achieving and highly successful executives, but strangely tend to have persistent pangs of chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual dishonesty that dominate their feelings of success or external proof of their competence. A coaching client in his early 50s, I'll call him Rajesh John or RJ, is uh, typical of many top-level executives who struggle with imposter syndrome. Despite several achievements, including a partnership at a leading law firm, RJ always feels like an underachiever. Every day, he feels the stress of trying to prove himself to his peers, clients, and even subordinates. What RJ fears is that soon someone will find out the dreadful truth about his incompetence, that this mask of competence will come off, and that he will lose his responsibilities, his partnership, and eventually his job. Mind you, this is coming from a senior professional 
who has hardly received a negative performance appraisal. What are some common thoughts and feelings exhibited by people like RJ who seem to have imposter syndrome? What I have seen in my coaching engagements that uh, people like RJ who seem to suffer from imposter syndrome uh, exhibit uh, at least uh, two common feelings or I must say self-beliefs. Uh, one of the self-beliefs uh, is that I must not fail. And uh, in the case of RJ, he had built this huge amount of pressure on himself to not fail. Somehow, in his mind, he equated failing with incompetence. His fear of being found out as incompetent made him wanted to keep winning. Other feeling RJ had was that he felt like a fake. He believed uh, he does not deserve success or professional honors and felt he is deceiving others into thinking he is very competent. This feeling of being fake goes hand in hand with a fear of being found out, uh, discovered or uh, exposed. RJ believed he gave the impression of being more competent than he really was as deep down he felt he lacked knowledge or expertise. I must add here that RJ had a very confident demeanor and did not showcase these feelings externally to his colleagues or clients. These feelings were expressed by RJ in the coaching conversation. Do events and experiences in an individual's formative years have a bearing on developing imposter syndrome in adulthood? Yes, uh, the formative years do have an impact. Research done by social psychologists on high-level executives suggests that specific family structures can propagate feelings of imposture. Some families in which parents are overinvested in achievement and where emotional warmth is lacking tend to nurture children who could become prone to negative or neurotic imposture. Individuals who have been raised in this kind of environment seem to believe that their parents will notice them only when they excel. As time goes on, uh, these people often turn into insecure overachievers. Interestingly, research also suggests that at the other end of the spectrum, that is in socially disadvantaged families, where parents who withhold encouragement because their children's ambitions are inconsistent with family expectations uh, tend to nurture children prone to negative imposture. Some children who manage to advance to positions of real power as adults and uh, uh, remarkably transcend their families of origin uh, may continue to have a lingering feeling of insecurity about having become so grand in success. Frequently, uh, because of conflicting signals, they received in their formative years, these executives wonder just how long that success will last. 
If you like to explore more on this theme, you may listen to the full episode titled The Pitfalls of Imposter Syndrome. You can also explore other episodes of Life Acumen at Work on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Thank you for listening. Produced by Life Acumen. Helping organizations build high performance culture.